Hello and welcome to Nobody's Coming to Fix You, a podcast for women, by women, talking all things life, empowerment and transformation. My name is Del Beer. I'm a businesswoman, sustainability advocate, industry leader in my field and have spent my whole career working in the fashion industry, working out what women actually want. I am the creator of the Sandsland Coaching and Transformation Programme and I am your host for this podcast. Joining me throughout the series will be lots of fabulous women and men too to talk about how we can share the best hacks to live our best lives. At the age of 25, Simone Olliman decided to quit her job in tech and launch her own digital fashion business. Need It For Tonight is her brainchild business, which delivers fashion to your door within 90 minutes of your order. Starting off in central London, her expansion plans will take her around the world. I work with her as part of her advisory board, so I've got to know her well over the last year. And I'm so pleased to be speaking to her on this podcast today as our youngest ever founder about her journey, what she's learned so far, and also her big plans for the future. How long has it been? Wow. We launched in, or had a soft launch in June 2022, and we really kind of spent the summer refining the app, and it it really was a soft launch. It was just with a couple of brands, but really kind of going out, serving customers, what do you like, what do you not like, what brands do you want to see on there? And then we had our official launch in November with a lot more brands. We've got over 150 brands in the app and close to 40 stores. And when we officially started, when we first started working on it, when I was 25, well, I'm 28 now, so a few years ago now when we actually thought of the idea, but obviously it was a process of getting the app into development, getting some funding. There was a lot to do between then and and getting launched. What do you think the business will look like in, say, three or five years' time? I would love to be global. The beauty of our tech and the way that we've built our infrastructure means that we can pick it up and plop it in let's say Manchester tomorrow and we could launch there as long as we've got the brands and the boutique partners we've got a strong rider network there so I'm really keen to expand geographically not only to other cities which we'll be doing this year which is very exciting but also to go global as well. That's amazing. That's quite some aspirations. And do you think that this is actually going to be the future of fashion? This level of convenience is going to become like the minimum requirement from, for consumers now? I do. I think off the back of COVID, everybody wants this kind of Amazon-esque experience. Consumers have got more demanding. But on the flip side, people are, you know, yes, we're about convenience, speed and this kind of sexy agile new and relevant marketplace but another part of our mission is to promote local shopping as well and that's a huge thing what I love about NIFT and I always say you think of Deliveroo and all of the restaurants that you never would have heard of if it hadn't have been for Deliveroo and in the same place we, we really want to mirror that in the fashion space we want to encourage customers to see what's in their area to see what different independent stores or emerging sustainable brands are in that area 
everyone is trying to shop more consciously and support more independent stores as well. So I think those combined, having a marketplace app where you've got convenience, but you're also getting exposure to all of these exciting new boutiques and brands that you might have heard of and you might not have heard of. I think those partnered together is, is just something really special. And I think people are, they are looking for a new way to shop. And I, I truly believe that, that this is the future. The proposition sounds amazing, Simone. Who are your competitors in this space? I mean, we, we are the first on-demand fashion delivery app to launch in the UK, which I'm very proud of. But I think our closest competitor would probably be Matches. But I guess the difference with Matches is Matches has got very premium price points, which not everyone can afford day to day. And with Nift, it's very affordable delivery. It's currently priced at 7.99 for that 90-minute delivery as an intra-offer. But yeah, we're super proud to be able to kind of host a, a mix of conscious, contemporary and luxury and, and, and boutique brands as well, which, yes, we've got from Gani to Gucci, but we've also got these amazing local designers as well. So, yeah, I think that would be our, our closest competition at the moment. I love that. Gani to Gucci in 90 minutes. It's cool. <laughs> It's a brilliant strapline. I think it's I think it's really unique. I think it's really interesting. And I think for all the dramas that we all have with waiting for our parcels to arrive and them getting lost and, you know, getting sent back to depots and you've paid for them and, you know, all that stress. I think the idea of just needing it, being at being not necessarily at home, but being in a location where you can receive it on the mm -hmm. particular day definitely feels like the kind of next level of convenience that we've probably come to demand now. So I think it's very timely. And you have got so many learnings now from this time, this journey of, of a NIFT. If you were to give any advice to any young people leaving university or leaving their jobs to start the business, the tech business, what would that be? I think one key piece of advice is actually just to try and network as much as possible, even with other founders. I mean, one thing that's really helped me is just joining particularly female founders groups. And I find that when I don't know something, when I have a question or maybe I want an intro, I will just, you know, we've got WhatsApp groups and I can just pop in a question and I get about 10 people reply straight away. And that support is so helpful and just makes things so much easier but also like it can be a pretty lonely experience even when you've got a co-founder and a team around you like starting a company can be very lonely very anxiety inducing so just to be able to connect with other founders who are going through the same things who can you can share your horror stories and the but also the good things that it really really helps so that would be my main piece of advice and again just you're not going to be an expert in everything so just try and surround yourselves with as many people in your network who fill in those gaps and it might be reaching out to someone called on linkedin or emailing and or calling someone up and asking them to go for a coffee but that will really really help that's really interesting because I think that like now I see all of these female founder organizations, you know, we've got Female Founders Rise, which is yeah. an amazing organization. And then like you say, there's several WhatsApp groups out there. And I see so many women wanting to be a part of those organizations and they're oversubscribed and their events are always sold out. And I think you're absolutely right. People are realizing that 
it is quite a lonely business to be running these things often on your own. And we don't have all of the skills. And I know one of the WhatsApp groups that you connected me on recently, I literally see that happening every single day where somebody posts a question and everybody yeah. just reaches out and says, oh, oh I can help. But, you know, and it's amazing. And even last week, I had somebody who's, who wanted some help and it was something that I could help with. And I just gave somebody my details. She called me five minutes later. We had a 15 minute chat. She was really happy for the information. And I thought, that wasn't painful for me at all, actually. That was actually a really easy way of doing it. It's been so helpful for me to be a part of those groups and on those moments where I'm like, what is going on? You can just pop in a question and your problem is solved within seconds. So yeah, I, I couldn't recommend them enough. It's amazing, it, but it's really, it feels like it's this new sort of resource and, and like support system that businesses have that we just didn't have years ago. Yeah. I think it's really wonderful and I think also as well it's like people kind of feel that they're not getting lost I mean we're all talking yeah. about personal brand these days we're all talking about getting to know you know talking and, and promoting our businesses and promoting ourselves and it feels really uncomfortable doing it but I suppose mm -hmm. if you're able to go to events that resonate with you you're able to be on groups that resonate with you you're able to ask questions you know like for, for a lot of people asking a question on a whatsapp a business group is much more comfortable than doing a post on LinkedIn saying, here's the latest post about what I've been doing for the last week, which is really, really not comfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think there's something very natural about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. It's very interesting. And I'm, and I'm really glad that those things exist for businesses like yours. So obviously, you know, you're now 28 and you are one of the hardest working people that I've ever met in my life. And you get through so much. And, you know, we talk every month and from one month to the next, you've achieved so much and your fingers in so many pies, like every person who's running a business has to have. But mm -hmm. you've obviously made a lot of sacrifices during that time. What do you think that has been the biggest challenge for you managing this business with your life? Oh, I, it is those sacrifices. For example, I love, love going on holiday. Last year, I didn't go on holiday. I usually go on about four or five <laughs> but yeah it's just you know I've always worked quite hard but this is another level where it's quite hard to switch off and I know it's very important to switch off but the the hours that you have to put in on weekends on evenings just getting up super early you do sacrifice a lot of time sacrificing weekends away with friends and that can be quite hard especially for someone that really suffers formal which I do yeah, I would just say time. That's something I've really had to sacrifice. And don't get me wrong, I do still have a lot of fun, but certainly less fun. <laughs> There's a lot of hours to be put in. And we're just at this point where we're just getting off the ground. Like, this is the time that really matters. So yeah, sacrificing holidays and time. <laughs> Yeah, and I hope you get all of those back and some in the in the next years to come. But one of the things that I do notice about you, though, is that not only do you work many hours, but you work quite efficiently. And I'm always impressed by, you know, some of your the discipline that you have around your life. And I know you're always trying to impart some of that in my direction. It falls on deaf ears, you know. But like one of the things is like, you know, you have these early to bed routines. You have your early morning routines. And 
And I think that you max out your day in terms of efficiency because you do some of these. So tell us about your early morning ritual. I haven't always been like this, like to just point out, but now I'm pretty disciplined and I feel like I, I kind of have to be. But yeah, now when I wake up, I I have and I have a rule where I'm not allowed to check my phone. I have to do some breath work and movement before looking at my phone and I find this really helps. I got into a really, really bad habit before. When I'd wake up, I would be straight away on my emails. And it just, you don't start yourself necessarily negatively, but it's just, for me, I felt like I was starting my day with a bit of chaos. And I just, I wasn't calm at all. So for me now, just actually waking up, leaving my phone there, and whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, sometimes it's half an hour, but doing some breath work, maybe doing some stretching, it helps me, first of all, have clarity. And it just means I'm starting my day off on a positive note and not with this chaotic mind that's just running around thinking, what do I have to do now? Another thing which I also like doing, which I don't get to do every morning, but I do try is also doing ice baths. I love them. I know I've also mentioned this before to you and I've tried to convince you to get in an ice bath. But again, it's another thing where for me, I just feel, I just feel euphoric after I'm just like on a high and I start my day on this high feeling amazing like I'm ready to conquer the day and yeah it sounds so cringe but I really love it and if I can't get an ice bath I'll try to have a cold shower which isn't as effective but it's still good still gets me pumped and ready for the day I mean I think this is so amazing and I think for a lot of people they'll be listening to this and they'll still be struggling with the how you can get to do certain rituals in the morning without looking at your phone because even that is like massive right I think it was Jay Shetty who said recently like people who kind of wake up and go straight onto social media he said it's like it's like having a hundred people in your bedroom as you wake up in the morning like you wouldn't normally do that but that's what it's like on social but do you have to tell yourself like I'm not looking at my phone or has it just become a habit now that you just wouldn't do it? No, it's really tempting, (laughs) really tempting, especially if you can see like if like my phone's maybe there and it's on charge and I can see there's certain messages. It does take a lot of discipline for for me in particular because I'm a phone addict and addicted to just checking notifications and email. Very unhealthy. It's hard, but I know that I'm going to be in a much better place if I don't do that. And if I'm moving my body and just doing some breath work beforehand, I think now I've got to the point where I know the positive impact that it has on me not to check it. So it's easier to do it now, but there's still often temptations to do it. Yeah. But I think of all the things that, you know, we could try to incorporate in our life, not checking our phone for the first 10 or 15 minutes or so must be one of the easiest things, actually. You know, well, it feels like it in terms of effort, but for a lot of people, the temptation is great. It sounds like a really simple and easy thing to do, but we're so used to checking it constantly. Everybody is obsessed with their phone. I am. That it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, and it's really interesting as well because I often think that like I want to replace my phone alarm with an alarm clock. I want to go back to the old school way yeah. of not waking up to my. And I think that's the problem. It's like the phone is in our hand when we turn the alarm off in the morning, you know. And I think that. I've had these ideas about taking the phone and putting it in a different room and just using an old school alarm clock, right? You know, and I think that would probably help. Yeah. Oh, would I be able to do that? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's your um, yeah, it's, it's about. I'm going to get you an alarm. 
I don't yeah. even think it, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, but I think but I think all these steps that you take, staying away from the phone, breath work, movement, your frequent ice baths, I think that seriously optimizes your kind of like well-being throughout the day and your output as well. And I think it's really impressive. And uh, I'm always looking at you and thinking, God, like, I wish I could just take on a bit of that. And I actually never do. But uh, one day, maybe not the ice baths, but everything else definitely would be would be great. But like, if you were to give people advice now and they were starting their own business, what would be the best advice you could give to people? Prioritise impactfully. I think it can be very tempting and I get this all the time. I still get it day to day. Some Something new and shiny will come along or a new opportunity and it's really tempting to not go with it and add something new into the business. But I always think it's better to do maybe one, two or even three things exceptionally as opposed to doing 10 things really averagely. And I think it's very easy to get distracted. So just really kind of focus on that USP and do it really, really well. I think that would be my advice. And last of all, I wanted to ask you about balance. As you know, this podcast is a part of Santalan, which is the Hindi word for balance. So... I know we've talked a lot about the things that you do during the day, but overall in your life, how do you find balance in your life? My friends. Going on girly weekends away, whether it be just on a weekend in Wales, it was a handy, but it was more like a retreat and it was amazing. But just getting out of London with my friends and just being in nature, just away from the chaos, that really helps me I find that just being in nature in general can just really clear my head if I've had a really hard week just getting out of London away from the the busyness the the loudness that's what kind of resets me I think is quite a, a good way lovely thank you so much thanks for being on the podcast thank you, thank you. I, I hope you enjoyed listening to Simone Olliman from Need It For Tonight on today's podcast. If you would like to know more information about the business or Simone, then please check out our show notes where you will find all the information. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Nobody's Coming to Fix You. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow us and subscribe for future episodes. If you have any questions about the content of this show, all the details will be in the show notes. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and TikTok at Santaland Coaching. Nobody's Coming to Fix You is brought to you by Santalan, a 12-month coaching and transformation program for women. To learn more, please go to www.santalan.com. I'm your host, Albia. Until next time, stay well.